today we're going to be in Exodus chapter 12. Now this is the literal exit of the people of Israel. There's 51 verses in this chapter and it goes over literally the exit. They're getting out of Egypt at this very moment. So yeah, that's what we're going to see in this chapter. They're going to leave Egypt and be on their way after God executes the final plague. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see some instruction. We're going to see the final plague and we're going to see them leave. So that's what we're going to see in this chapter. It's a few different things. Sorry that this one is coming out a little late. Like I said, school. So continue to pray for me. All right, let's get right into it on the Christian Boy Podcast. Our memory verse for the week comes from Proverbs 31, verse 9. It says, speak up, judge righteously, and defend the cause of the oppressed and needy. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month is to be the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, they must each select an animal of the flock according to their father's households, one animal per household. If the household is too small for a whole animal, that person and the neighbor nearest his house are to select one based off the combined number of people. You should apportion the animal according to each person will eat. You must have an unblemished animal, a year old male. You may take it from either the sheep or the goats. You are to keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembly of the community of Israel will swallow the, slaughter the animals at twilight. They must take some of the blood, put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses where they eat them. They are to eat the meat that night. They should eat it roasted over the fire along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or cooked in boiling water, but only roasted over fire. It is head, its head as well as its legs and inner organs. Do not let any of it remain until morning. You must burn up any part of it that d does remain before morning. Here is how you must eat it. You must be dressed for travel, your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand. You are to eat it in a hurry. It is the Lord's Passover. I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. I am Yahweh. I will execute judgments against all the gods of Egypt. The blood on the houses where you are staying will be a distinguishing mark for you. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No plague will be among you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day is to be a memorial for you, and you must celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. You are to celebrate it throughout your generations as a permanent statue. You must eat unleavened bread for seven days. On the first day, you must remove yeast from your houses. Whoever eats, what is leavened from any from the first day through the seventh day must be cut off from Israel. You are to hold a sacred assembly on the first day and another sacred assembly on the seventh day. No work may be done on those days except for preparing what people need to eat. 
you may do only that. You are to observe the festival of unleavened bread, because on this very day I brought your divisions out of the land of Egypt. You must observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent statue. You are to eat unleavened bread in the first month from the from the evening of the 14th day of the month until the evening of the 21st day. Yeast must not be found in your houses for seven days. If anyone eats something leavened, that person, whether a foreign resident or a native of the land, must be cut off from the community of Egypt. Do not eat anything leavened. Eat unleavened bread in all your homes. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go select an animal from the flock according to your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Take a cluster of hyssop, dip it in blood that is in a basin, and brush the lintel and two doorposts with some of the blood in the basin. None of you may go out of the door of his house until morning. When the Lord passes through to strike Egypt and sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, he will pass over you and you, you, and not let the destroyer enter your house to strike you. Keep this command permanently as a statue for you and your descendants. When you enter the land of the Lord, that the Lord will give you as he promised you are to observe this ritual. When your children ask, what does this ritual mean to you? You are to reply, it is the Lord's Passover sacrifice to the Lord. For he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians and spared our homes. So the people bowed and worshiped. Then, they, then the Israelites went and did this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. Now at midnight, the Lord struck every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and every firstborn of the livestock. During the night, Pharaoh got up, he along with all his officials and all the Egyptians, and there was a loud wailing throughout Egypt because there wasn't a house without someone dead. He summoned Moses and Aaron during the night and said, Get up and leave my people, both you and the Israelites, and go worship Yahweh as you have asked. Take even your flocks and your herds as you asked me and leave and also bless me. Now the Egyptians pressured the people in order to send them quickly out of the country, for they said, We're all going to die. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, with their kneading bowls wrapped up in their cloths on the shoulders on their shoulders the israelites acted on moses's word and asked the egyptians for silver and gold jewelry for clothing and the lord gave the people such favor in egypt's sight that they gave them what they requested in this way they plundered the egyptians the israelites traveled from ramses to succoth about 600,000 soldiers on foot beside their families an ethnically, an ethnically diverse crowd also went up with them, along with a huge number of livestock, both flocks and herds. The people baked the dough when they had brought out of Egypt into unleavened loaves, since it had no yeast. For when they had been driven out of Egypt, they could not delay and had not prepared any provision for themselves. The time that 
the Israelites lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, on that same day, the Lord's divisions went out from the land of Egypt. It was a night of vigil in honor of the Lord because he would bring them out of the land of Egypt. This same night at is in honor of the Lord, a night vigil for all the Israelites throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the statue of the Passover. No foreigner may eat it, but any slave a man has purchased may eat it, after you have circumcised him. A temporary resident or hired hand may not eat the Passover. It is to be eaten in one house. You may not take any of the meat outside the house. You may not break any of its bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate it. If a foreigner wants to reside with you and wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover, every male in his household must be circumcised, and then he may participate. He will become like a native of the land, but no uncircumcised person may eat it. The same law will apply to both the native and the foreigner who reside among you. Then all the Israelites did this. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. On that day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt according to their divisions. All right, let's do a recap. So in verses one through 11, God tells Moses and Aaron that this is the beginning of the first month for them. On the 10th day of this month, each must select an unblemished animal of the flock, either a lamb or a goat. On the 14th day, they must slaughter it and put the, some of the blood on the doorpost and roast the meat on fire and eat it at night, dressed for travel with sandals on their feet and staffs in hand eating it in a hurry and any part of the animal that remains until morning must be burned. That was the Lord's Passover. In verses 12 through 13, God explains that on the, that night, he will pass through Egypt and kill every per firstborn male, man and beast, executing judgment against all the gods of Egypt. The first, the blood on the houses of Israel will be a marker for them. When he sees the blood, he will pass over them, and no plague will destroy them when Egypt is striked. In verses 14 through 20, the Lord also says that this will be a memorial for them. They must celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, as a permanent statue. They must eat unleavened bread for seven days, removing yeast from their homes on the first day, from their houses. Anyone who eats unleavened bread on the first day will be cut off from Israel. A sacred assembly must be held on the first day and on the seventh day. No one must work except to prepare food. The festival of unleavened bread must be observed throughout the generations as a permanent statue. Unleavened bread must be eaten from the 14th day until the 21st day. No one must have yeast in their homes for those seven days. Otherwise, they'll be cut off from Israel. Verses 21 through 28, Moses calls all the elders of Egypt, Israel and tells them to slaughter an animal for Passover and to brush the blood 
on the lintel and on the doorpost of their houses, explaining that God will pass over them, not letting the destroyer strike them. He also tells them to keep this command permanently. The people bow to worship and they do what the Lord has commanded. At midnight, the Lord struck every firstborn male in the land of Egypt. Pharaoh gets up in the night and so does his officials in all of Egypt. And there was a loud wailing throughout Egypt. All houses had someone dead. Pharaoh summons Moses and Aaron and tells them to leave his people. For them to take all that they own and go, he also asks them to be asked to be blessed. In verses 33 through 36, Egypt is pressured from the people. The Egyptians pressure the people to send them out of the country quickly, saying that they were all going to die. The people took all that all their dough before it was leavened with their kneading bowls wrapped in cloths. Israel also asked for silver and gold from the Egyptians, as Moses had told them to do. God gave them so much favor that they that the Egyptians gave them what they requested. In verses 37 through 42, we have the Israelites traveled to Sakoth with 600,000 foot soldiers and their families, an ethnically diverse crowd, and went, went with them along with all their livestock. Israel baked the dough into unleavened loaves because of how fast they were driven out of Egypt. They did not prepare any food. Israel lived in Egypt for 430 years, then they went out of the land for God in a night vigil for God. In verses 43 through 51, God tells Moses and Aaron the Passover may not be eaten by any foreigner, but any circumcised slave may eat it. Temporary residents and higher hands may not eat it. The meat is to be eaten in one house. None of it should be taken outside and no bones broken off the animal. All the people who participate must be circumcised. The law applies to all. All Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. On that day, God delivered Israel out of Egypt according to their divisions. All right, so here's a few things that we see. So God establishes the Passover with his people. This still happens today in April. We hear about it all the time. This is the same time that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. While we, while we celebrate the resurrection, the Jewish people are celebrating the Passover. As you can see, Passover is a very intricate, it's very intricate actually, it's very, very intricate. It's seven days of worship and remembrance of God's deliverance. I find the Israelites' obedience to everything God told Moses good to know. All of them obeyed and the plague did not happen to their houses. Obedience to leaders is very important is what I see from this. When they are servants of God, that's, that's the asterisk there. Obedience to leaders is very important when they are servants of God. So here's something for the future. We see the Israelites hearing Moses tell them what God says. The people never heard from God directly. And we will see something about this later on. So keep that there. Remember that for a later future episode. Another thing we see is the fulfillment of promises. In verse 35, the Israelites do just as Moses commanded and receive what God said they would when in Exodus 30 verse 22. In verse 12, God says he will execute judgment against all, all the gods of Egypt. He is referring to Pharaoh who is called the morning and evening star first off because you know pharaohs believe that they were gods but he's also referring to all the other gods of egypt that may have been that they may have been praying to for relief 
from God, from Yahweh the whole time. Also, here's the thing. You may wonder, how is this judgment to kill the firstborn sons of all of Egypt? You might be wondering, you know, this kind of seems unfair that God would do this. Well, God says earlier in the book of Exodus, particularly Exodus 4 verse 22, Israel is his firstborn and God told Pharaoh that he would do this because of his retaliation and refusal. Now you may be asking, why the firstborn of all of Egypt? Egypt was a part of Pharaoh's rule. None of them None of them had fear or respect for Yahweh. And because of the sins of their leader and their leader refusing to let them go, they were all punished. Now, how is this justice? For 400 years, Israel endured hard labor for all Egypt and were even treated differently in Egypt. This was their judgment for their sins against God's children. Because it wasn't only Pharaoh treating them bad, it was also all of Egypt. Now, many non-native Israelites went with them to Succoth and joined Israel that day. This is important for later discussion too, so keep that one there. We see the ethnically diverse group that goes with them. So my main take on Exodus 12 is fulfillment of promises. First promise that was fulfilled in this chapter of Exodus 12 is to Abraham from Genesis 15 verse 13 through 16. Then God fulfills his promises to Moses from Exodus 30, verse 22, and the promise to Pharaoh in Exodus 4, verse 22. And we also see the promise from Genesis 15, verse 4 through 5, seeing the great multitude of people produced through Abraham and Sarah. The fulfillment of all these promises should remind us that God always fulfills what he says. Depending on which side of history you are on and which side of his word you are on, we should recognize that God's word will come to pass and often it will happen even after you are already gone. In Abraham's case, nearly 500 years after he died. So regardless of when God gives you the promise, he will fulfill it. And beware of which side of God's word you're on. All right. But in the end, in the end, all is revealed and God's promise is fulfilled. So cling to the promises God has given us reminding ourselves in times of difficulty of his faithfulness back to verse 38a when the people see god move in your life they will want to follow the same god you do it would have been easy for israel to chase them away but instead they allowed the the ethnically diverse multitude to join them join the freedom that they were experiencing so let's not gatekeep the love and power of god for ourselves God is a free gift for all who want to follow his law. Let us welcome those who want to join us. So yeah, this has been Exodus chapter 12, a pretty good chapter. We see a lot of promises fulfilled and God doing the things that he said he was going to do. So yeah, keep that with you this week. God fulfilled promises to Abraham, Moses, to the people of Egypt and to Pharaoh. God will fulfill his promises to you too. All right, this has been Exodus chapter 12 on the Christian Boy Podcast. God bless. Don't forget to share this with somebody. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. To stay in touch with the Christian Boy Podcast, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Christian Boy Podcast. You can also go to the Christian Boy Podcast website, christianboypodcast.com, 
and view this month's newsletter and sign up to receive notifications when the newest newsletter comes out. They come out once a month, every month on the 15th. So yeah, stay in touch with the Christian Boy Podcast. Know what's going on. If you want to contact me, you can contact me at 662-371-8877 or you can email me at moshaakili at gmail.com. God bless you and have a great day.